0: Hey, Lama listeners, Joe here. We, the Lama Leadership Team, wanted to take the time to thank you all for the support through 100 episodes. When we started this, we did not know where it was going, but we knew that we wanted to bring value to anyone that was willing to listen. The feedback has been beyond our wildest dreams, and we are so grateful. Episode 100 was originally aired on Facebook Live with the intent to dual-purpose it as an episode. We hope you enjoy our live discussion on all things life, learning, and leadership, and we look forward to providing more valuable content moving forward. Without further ado, episode 100.
1: Life. Learning. Leadership. The Lounge.
0: It's like we're on i think we're on All what's right. going on fellas <laughs> what a do what's going on we're live we, again and we
2: and and we successfully managed to do it like right at 5 p.m central time which i we was playing, worried so. about that yeah I was like, do yeah. we have
1: to be on time it's like it's like yeah. That's an
0: improvement. We've never yeah. been before, so it works out. <laughs> we, just, right. we just
2: all stared at the screen for about three minutes trying to figure out <laughs> if it's
0: working or not. <laughs> Well, to all our listeners, uh, y'all, welcome back to the Lama Lounge, a dialogue on all things life, learning, and leadership. And we're doing Dude. something a little bit different this time. Uh, we're recording episode 100, and we're doing it live this time, and we're actually going to record it later on too. Which this is kind of weird, guys, because we're recording... Episode 100 while doing it live, but we haven't even released 99 yet. So I feel like we're on that ball scene. Mm. There's like is this later <laughs> or now,
1: right? Is, that's a good scene. That's yeah. actually one of the one of the great scenes of that movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if y'all haven't seen it, spoiler alert: there's a great scene where it is a <laughs> where Dark Helmet has trouble understanding when now and before is. So.
1: You know, I was uh, I was about to pick up. Uh, they got this blockbuster video. Uh, board game Mm. and I'm like I almost picked it up I was at the store and I'm like had it in my hand I'm like I would kill at this game I I feel like I feel like movies they just stick in my brain for some reason you ask me about a book forget about it
0: yeah yeah man well you know what before we get get too far to this it's all three of us. And unfortunately Jose is not able to be on right now. And, uh, cause he's taking care of the nation's business and it's like one o'clock where he's at 1 a.m. So, <laughs> yeah, he could,
2: he could be practicing quality sleep hygiene at the moment. Yeah, mm. it could be,
0: could be, he's being selfish. That's what, re- <laughs> that's really, right, yeah, that's what that's it really right. is. <laughs> uh-huh. He's going to
1: laugh at that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so how you guys doing, Scott? What's going on with you, bro? Hey man, I am. Uh, thanks Joe, by the way, I'm doing great. I, uh, it's been a great week. I, uh, been just feeling really blessed lately with, Mm -hmm. uh, just with work in general, you know, I, um, I am, I'm an organizational development manager, um, for the city that I work in. Mm -hmm. And it's a really cool job because I get to go to all the different city departments and really do some deep dives and, you know, what kind of training needs they have, what kind of organizational processes they need improvement on. And, um, it's one of those jobs where like, I feel really like, I kind of have to pinch myself sometimes. And I'm like, is this really a yeah. job? You know, because, because it's stuff that you get excited about, you know, it's stuff that yeah. I think the three of us and even Jose, uh, you know, from our experiences, when you get to go out and make a difference in different organizations, mm-hmm. um, I get to do it for a living, you know? So it's pretty cool. I've, I've, uh, the past couple of weeks and then really this week had been really good and uh, yeah. just having a nice relaxing Saturday here in the beautiful state of texas
0: that's awesome yeah i thought he was gonna say that you know he didn't know if it was really a job because he doesn't really do anything but.
2: <laughs> i mean i haven't
0: been paid yet and i've been there for five months no <laughs> so th- that's a nice
2: background you
1: got back there man yeah,
2: one yeah. Of, it's one of the one of the six flags from the state of texas
1: yeah yeah but so, are you are you a hardcore texan or is that just i'm, a, that I'm a
2: transplant i'm a transplant okay. I've been, okay. hey I, i'll tell you this i've been a um a uh, what's what's the technical term? A resident, uh, a, le- a legal resident of Texas since about ninety one. Mm. Uh, I grew up, I grew mm. up in D.C. and I grew up, um, uh, you know, in other places because my dad was in the military. But when I first got stationed in San Antonio back in ninety one, um, I got tired of paying state taxes for a city that wasn't even considered a, a considered a state. Yeah. So I became a Texas resident then, and um, I've been one ever since. So. Mm. I knew I knew when I was retiring from the Air Force that we were going to make Texas home just didn't know where at uh, Mm. but uh eventually landed in Corpus Christi yeah
1: that's what's up yeah how you doing Frank oh man I'm uh I'm doing pretty good uh I was I was having a conversation uh with with one of my buddies so I've been in the Air Force for about 21 years now Mm. and then you start to think about you know man I think uh it might be kind of cool to do something else, you know, like when you start thinking about retirement a little bit more, Mm -hmm. but uh, the other day I got the opportunity to uh, uh, tell one of my buddies that he got promoted. Right. Yeah. It's cool. And um, you know, those moments right there, I could do uh, a a thousand more years, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. those moments are the moments that keep you in, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was, I was grateful to have that opportunity and it's kind of refreshed me a little bit, reinvigorated my, my passion for what I'm doing. And, uh, uh, and, and it just helps me give me, give me my reason why, you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I'm, I'm feeling good right now. I have, you know, coming off of a weekend today, Sunday in Korea. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing well, family's doing good. Can't ask for much more.
0: Yeah. And happy belated birthday, bro. Yes, oh, i'll appreciate you appreciate <laughs> you man yeah 41 right
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and i remember i remember 41 That was like 40 years ago for you how do you remember that four
2: 40 years ago <laughs> <laughs> first, at first i thought you said four and i was like yes yeah, that's, that's a compliment <laughs> i guess <laughs> I, I was talking to a, uh my son plays basketball and i was talking to one of the other fathers today and uh He's kind of figuring out, you know, different leagues around the area. And then I started asking what he does. He asked what I did. And uh and I was like, Yeah, we moved here from California about six mm-hmm. years ago. He goes, Oh, okay, what'd you do? And I tell him I was in the military. And uh he goes, Oh, when would you join the military? And I go, mm, almost 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me like, How old are you? And I'm like, uh-huh. I guess I'm I guess I'm blessed to look younger than I am. I don't yeah. know. I, I hear that yeah.
1: so even with the beard, huh? Even yeah. with the beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was,
0: it was funny. I went up to the MPS the other day and had to get something done. And um, my buddy uh, John Brush, shout out to John Brush. Uh, mm-hmm. I've known him since we were staff sergeants, and he had mentioned that his son, you know, worked at the Travis MPS. And you know, I didn't put two and two together. And this young airman looks like he's ten years old. Airman Brush is helping me with my paperwork. And I'm like, bro, I am old. <laughs> like, like, for real, man. I, mean, I was like, man, I used to do some fun stuff with your dad, man. This <laughs> it's, it's just
1: wild, man. But
0: yeah. hey, you know, uh, Frank brought up a good topic to start off with, man. Because we're going to talk about all topics, life learning and leadership today. And we didn't have like a strict agenda or anything. We thought we'd just kind of reflect on some things. And, you know, uh, Frank talked about the concept of, you know, thinking about transitioning versus what kind of keeps you in and all those things. And, you know, I realized that when you're having those thoughts, and of course, when you hit 20 years, like we have, you know, 20 plus that those thoughts, just they're, they're they're more prevalent because you have the option, right? You have that option. So, you know, it's really hard to discern between, you know, when it's a good time and when it's not, because it's not like it's easy to weigh out pros and cons because pros the pros and cons don't just weigh one for one necessarily. Right? right. Some of the pros are like worth 10 cons. Right. And, and, you know, that's, that's the, that's the difficult thing. Like what you just talked about how, like just telling someone they got promoted, that's probably worth at least four cons. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's worth a mock PT test. Uh, one Scott season.
1: Right. Uh, a <laughs> year you, analysis. Is yeah. Right. <laughs> don't have time for. Right.
0: <laughs> so it's worth yeah. all those things. So, yeah. uh, so Scott being the one that actually transitioned over Man, tell us a little bit about you know what was that like for you
2: going through those, hey, that decision making process. Hey, by the way, I work for the government, local government, so we have random year analysis as well. So yes, yes. I'm not I'm not completely uh, excused from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <clears throat> that transition, man, I don't know it. It there was a lot of uh you know I knew it was time. I just knew there was time. The writing was on the wall. Yeah. Um, I had done a lot of great things, uh, but I just knew I, I was—I had that itch to just kind of branch out and do something different and be on my own, uh, as far as uh, you know, career-wise. I uh, my transition went a lot better than I expected it to be, yeah. uh, because when you're transitioning, it, when you're when you do it as, say, someone who just does four years or six years and gets out. in in a lot of ways it's almost just like a different job like you're just transitioning from a different job but when you've been in 20 plus years i mean you're speaking a different language than the rest of society like that my my biggest problem is figuring out what to wear in in a lot of cases you know like like how do what is this appropriate to at work is this not appropriate uh because you know for 20 plus years i it was laid out for me Mm -hmm. um but i I've, i've been lucky in the sense that um I've, I've worked for different agencies and organizations since I've been here in the past six years, and they've all lined up with something that I really valued and that's, oh. uh, that's developing others. So I, I have the opportunity to run a uh, education department for a uh, vocational school. Mm-hmm. I've done um, training and development for a behavioral health center, and I work for the local community college. We have a corporate training department. So I worked for them for a while, and now I'm doing it on a much larger scale we have a, a, a community of um, 3,000 city employees. So I get to run the, the, the development and professional development for 3,000 employees. It's almost like when I was a career advisor yeah. uh, back when I was stationed at Scott Air Force Base. It's pretty much the same sort of job, just a little bit more involved. But that transition was um, I wanted to do it when my kids were young enough that it wouldn't affect them so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I didn't want them to get to the point where they're in high school and they had to make those decisions of um, you know, having to leave friends behind and, and, mm-hmm. and lose out good friendships. So when I left, when I got out, they were much younger. Um, yeah. They were, they were like five and six years old. So, uh, yeah. but, but they're, you know, military kids are resilient as it is. So I'm sure they would have been fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I know for me, um, I don't, I, I I have a decided heart on it. I don't see myself retiring anytime soon. Um, but I can see why people would right make those yeah. decisions. Um I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we bring to the table, and there's a lot of opportunities that come up. Um I'll be honest with you when i was when I was um a younger, even when I had a line number for chief or when I was a senior, I used to hear it all the times like Chiefs typically do three and out, you know they they hit their three years and and they roll out. And um, I used to have this little piece of piece of me that used to judge people for that. I was like, why would you, why would you just do that? But you know, the more you look into it, there's just so many, it's a complex decision, man. There's a lot of factors, a lot of variables, a lot of variables families, yeah. uh, where your kids are out of life. Like you said, opportunities that might not come back later on. Right. I mean, it might be like flying through right now and you're like, all right, man, this is a tough one. <laughs> do I, I want to do this? Or do I want to go do that? Cause that might not come back again, you know? So there's a lot of great, great things that come and we bring a lot to the table like you said it was i figured it was easy for you to just transition because of all the skills that you've gained throughout the military
2: that you know that 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 part was i in hindsight was relatively easy but Mm -hmm. the difference is so think about when you pcs right there Mm -hmm. you have that period where you don't really work Mm -hmm. right you know that that lull period that out processing period that travel period Mm -hmm. you're still getting paid throughout that time frame yeah right the civilian sector that doesn't exist like there's no there's no no no, if you have a gap between jobs (laughs) you're you're so those are things that were concerning to me like how you know uh, and the the great thing is when you do 20 plus years in the military Mm -hmm. you have a pretty decent retirement right yeah yeah. if you're smart you save money along the way so all you kids out there and you know invest tps you know, or T- T- TSP, TSP. 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 Yeah, TPS yeah. is a cover TPS, page. Yeah. <laughs> office space, yeah, yeah, No, but Bitcoin. But save money, you know, put some money aside because you're not going to be wearing that uniform forever. And so what helped in some of those transitions, uh, when, when I first got out was I didn't have to go to work right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I had money saved up, uh, yeah. have a, a military retirement, um, save up your leave so that you can have a a pretty, um, strong bulk of, uh, um, ter- uh, what's it called? Terminally. Terminally. Yeah. So you get like a good gap. So, um, I mean, if you, if you, if you're smart, your transition is going to go well, mm-hmm. but, uh, my biggest challenge was it's just, the the assimilation back into the civilian world, right? Yeah. How am I going to fit in? But so far it's been great so far, yeah. you know, I, I get it. I get, uh, um, I, like I said, I've been doing a lot of jobs that, I enjoy doing and then every job that I switched from has been something that I enjoy more and more and mm-hmm. people are kind of reaching out to me and letting me know about these new opportunities that yeah. feels
1: like that's what's more just like that's what's intriguing about um transitioning to you know in the civilian sector is like if you don't like this thing that you're doing, you're like, uh, I think I'm going to do something else. I think yeah. I'm going to try something else. And, and you go yeah. and tell them, you're like, Hey, uh, this doesn't work for me. I'm going to go do something else. Right. In the military. <laughs> <laughs> it, you cool know, story,
2: yeah, But the challenge is in the civilian sector, if you have those gaps in employment, just cause you didn't like your job, yeah. you know, it, Corpus Christi, it's a, it's roughly about 300,000 um uh, the population so it's a small big town people know each other and so you you know i've i've literally looked at resumes where i'm at now with the city of people that have applied for jobs at other places that i've worked at too (laughs) so so and i'm looking i'm like i know this person i've seen this resume Mm. before Mm. and and you look at those gaps like why were they off work for three months Mm -hmm. why did you know so that that could be a challenge right yeah um but you, you, I mean, you I can to...
1: put that in the resume. Like I just didn't like the job. I wanted another job. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just didn't like it. <laughs> just yeah. like it didn't did work out.
0: Didn't work yeah. out. Yeah. Our our brother, uh, Jason Barrett just said, uh, being mill to mill when your spouse has a few years plus left makes the transition to small vacations. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. It must yeah. be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Frank, so what do you think? Because to me, I don't think there's any time that's too early to start at least thinking about what, what you want to do when you're, you know, when this season of our life, you know, ends and the next season starts, man. What are some mm-hmm. thoughts on you? What, what are you thinking about doing um, when you roll out? What are some of the factors that you that you consider?
1: Um, well, you know, I, I think first and foremost, I think when I think about transitioning, um, everything that I've done, I feel like in my career, as far as professional development, getting my degrees, mm-hmm. it's, all, it's always been to uh, get to the point where I have to take my uniform off yeah and to say hey this is what the service got was was able to afford me and then and then so i have something to show for it right i have 20 plus years of experience and now i i also have these credentials to go with it right, right. so it's always been about that for me um it's never been like get a degree so i can look better on paper it's more been like get a degree so that when you when you get out of the service uh, the folks are like, Oh, this guy's got 20 plus years of experience in in the service. Plus he's got a degree and, and that makes him more, more marketable. So that's kind of been my approach from, from day one. Um, so then I use, I kind of utilize that approach to to the transition and I've always wanted to experience something else other than the military. Right. So, uh, you know, I got i reach out to other folks linkedin is a valuable resource that i try and get on Mm -hmm. and i just to be honest with you a lot of times i do like a a cold call really me just reaching out to people on linkedin who who are a part of different industries whether that's the airline industry whether that's Mm -hmm. google whether that's um, whatever, wherever they work at, it's, it's always interesting to hear their perspectives. Yeah, And I talk to folks like, like Scott who transitioned and who were successful and who are in those positions already. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, I kind of get their perspective on, on where am I meeting the mark as far as, am I ready for the transition? Right. Um, so that's kind of how I know uh, I'm doing the right things or not. Um, Uh, i'll I'll tell you it's probably uh i know a lot of folks who just don't prepare at all yeah yeah. right yeah they 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 retire and they're i'm like what are you gonna do they're like yeah i have no i have no idea you know (laughs) i'm like and that's scary you know that's that's what's scary um man transition takes a long time though i think it takes years to be honest with you
2: and i i still feel that i i'm not like there yet, you know what I mean? Like, there's still <laughs> things that, that <laughs> I was now, like, you've been retired for how many years now? You have <laughs> a job, Scott. Yeah, you he, did. St- well, he still do right, not right, right, right. always grow up, but but <laughs> I, but, I, but I'll tell you, there are things that, um, so where I'm at, there are things that they're relying on some of those things that I did in the military, yeah. Uh, it's different backgrounds, different things that you do, and that's the thing when you're in the service and mm-hmm. you and you retire or whatever the case is, yeah your first job out of the military isn't terminal i tell people this all the time like it's not a life sentence and 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 i think that's where most people get concerned because they think well I'm gonna be stuck in another job that I don't like if right. i if i take the first thing that comes my way or, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is but you are really that's the that's the ultimate time to be completely selfish you know find yeah. that job that works best for you and if and if you find a job that's not working out for you Start the process of looking for another position. But I'll tell people it just looks better on a resume to have a job lined up before you leave a job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Scott, Scott like, like switched jobs, better. like yeah. <laughs> he switched like four <laughs> jobs. <laughs> He's got out. This I know but honestly, in six yeah, yeah.
2: in six years, I've worked with four different companies. Yeah. But each oh one damn, I has...
0: I was just guessing. Is that right? No, 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 no. No, no yeah, that's
2: right. But <laughs> but each one has been Someone in the community has said, hey, here's an, oppor- here's an opportunity that's right. becoming available. Are you interested in it? Right. And, 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 and you know, good networking helps mm-hmm. that out. But uh, I live in a town that, you know, you know we're speaking Air Force. Mm-hmm. It's not an Air Force town. So it's yeah. one thing to retire in San Antonio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like 100,000 GS jobs available because there's, mm-hmm. you know, all these bases there. I, li- I live in corpus christi texas there's a navy base with a with an army detachment mm-hmm. but there's not a whole lot of positions available yeah and so the networking there was a little challenging i do know some people there but i really wanted to get out into the the civilian sector in the corporate world yeah. and so i just kind of forced my way in and uh you know it's just yeah. been fun it's just been fun. Yeah. it freaks maria out fre- freaks my wife out because she's bit. like <laughs> yeah because i'll get people like hey reaching out send me messages hey you know this This company's Mm -hmm. looking for someone in this field. Are you interested? Do you know anybody? And I have to just go, no, I'm not interested. You know, even though it really piques my interest. But uh, I've just say, no, I'm not interested.
1: You know, the other the other piece that, you know, I think we all think about, but we don't necessarily talk about a whole bunch is the money. Like where oh yeah, that's important
2: too. How much am I getting? A little bit, a little bit. You (laughs) know what I
1: mean? And and you know, Joe, you kind of hit on it, you know, as a as a chief why, why do more than three years? Mm -hmm. Right. And you think about marketability, marketability, and could you get paid more on the outside? Maybe, uh, you know, I mean, you have to take that risk. I think those are all things you have to measure out. I mean, is that something you think about a lot, Joe, or is that, is that a factor for you?
0: Yeah. You know, you know what, it's not. And, And that's the weird thing. And I think it's because I feel like I got enough stuff going on where for one thing, I'm a minimalist. I don't, I don't have a lot of, um, I don't. I'm not a huge consumer. I don't spend a lot of money anyway. Um, Joe doesn't I, have furniture. I, 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 I have very minimal furniture. I was I was filling out my household goods stuff, and I was like, "Dude, I don't even have anything." But, Joe, 3, Joe's got one. Yeah. yeah know, right?
2: Joe's got it. What's it called? A, a futon. Is that what Joe
0: <laughs> I got a real couch, but it's very small. But but um, you know, I don't have a lot of stuff. I, I think the biggest thing I have, my I mean, the heaviest thing is probably my Traeger. You know, but um, so I and I and I don't have kids, so I don't have a lot of those. Um, Expenses, you know. So, so really the money thing is cool. I don't, but I I make plenty, you know, and I have a lot of side gigs going on where I'm okay with the teaching and everything. So, so that's not a huge factor for me. I'm, I I literally think one of my goals, and I tell people this and they think it's funny, but it's actually true is after I'm done, I don't want to work a nine to five for sure. I want to be able to control my own schedule, right? I'm not going to be like tied to some office schedule. And uh, most of the time, I want to be able to not have a shirt on. I want to be on a beach <laughs> <laughs> with my laptop, my, my Wi-Fi puck. And if I got to do some work, I got to grade some papers for the college or whatever. And I want to make yeah. sure I still look good with no shirt on. So I'm exercising yeah. a lot. You know, that, that's, so, that's like my life goal. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So for those that are looking for uh, interview tips, yeah. pretty much <laughs> that's how you, that's your leading. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the, the factors that really, for me, is just the passion and the joy. And I really love, um, putting on the uniform and doing what we do. And I, I spoke about this a couple of times on some other episodes to me, I think it's hard to to determine when it's time to punch out because just like what you said, Frank earlier, you know, that one moment of being able to tell that dude that he got promoted um, is a guy, right? I think you said, yeah. Was, yeah. 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 A guy got yeah. promoted. Um, that's that outweighs so many <laughs> of the other things that we have to go through that, really, you know, you go through no matter what. If if you work, you got some stuff you got to deal with. It doesn't matter if it's in the military or not, right? We just have unique challenges, right, to to other people. But um, I think that it's really when you're sick of all that other stuff that comes along with it. And then you become a bad example. It's time to punch out. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like when you're when I'm doing a mock PT test and I'm really frustrated, I got to do another mock PT test, you know what I mean? And like, and, and an airman tells me, Hey chief, that one doesn't count. You didn't go all the way down. You know what I mean? And, and I, and I get angry or something. If that ever happens, it's time, it's time to roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, Cause it's never, you're know, never going to get tired of the good stuff. We're never going to be tired of uh, taking care of airmen and, and you know, and leading and and relationships that'll never happen, man. We'll be 80 years old, still trying to do it, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. You got to put up with all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Hey, there's some, uh, a question came in. I think we engaged a lot of it, but um, uh, Keith Heimerx brought in, he just shared this live on the DOD Skill Bridge unofficial, and he said uh what are some great tips for DO, for all dod members before separating i know we touched on quite a few of them but any other ones that y'all could think of um let's start off with uh frank you talked about linkedin any other yeah. things that you think that yeah. people need to get into
1: um so for me linkedin has been probably the most valuable thing but a lot of, if i could just kind of elaborate on linkedin mm-hmm. uh, there's there's like formulas to having a successful linkedin profile right mm-hmm. like when I first started LinkedIn, it was a picture of me and my wife, and then and then <laughs> a buddy of mine was like, "Hey man, you got a, you got an awesome wife there, but uh, that's that's not the way you do LinkedIn." <laughs> so yeah, so there's formulas to it. You got to do the research, do the homework um, to learn how you get your LinkedIn profile to where it needs to be. It's not the same as TikTok and Facebook and Twitter, so uh, you have to learn that piece. Mm-hmm. um um and then the other and the other factor of course is this is kind of an easy answer is the networking right i think yeah. scott could probably talk about that a little bit more than i can but like uh you know if if a thousand people are applying for one job mm-hmm. and they know your face then then it's going to make it easier so uh that's to me that's always been the hardest thing people talk about networking 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 but that's so hard because it's out of your comfort zone you know for a lot of folks that means you have to get up get up out of your out of your seat and go talk to people when when you don't want to right yeah. just because you're comfortable not doing that and mm-hmm. so um yeah but, but yeah so linkedin for me has kind of been the biggest thing that i can really really hit hit home on
2: yeah yeah what do you got, Scott? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing that I see is uh, when, when folks are applying. And, and again, so I'm, I'm in organization development. So part of, my, uh, part, part of my duties is human resources related. So I get to sit on a lot of interview panels mm-hmm. um, and I see a lot of resumes and I see a lot of veteran resumes and they don't look, they don't make sense to mm-hmm. the other people on the panel. Right. They read like yeah. they read like a performance report mm-hmm. and you really got to make sure that you take the time to tailor your resume to that specific job that you're applying for. Now, right. if you're doing a federal resume, which I've never really done a federal resume, but you can pretty much just say, hey, it's my it's my resume. And because it's for a federal agency. Those so things are rough. They all, look, they all yeah, they all look alike, you know, mm-hmm. but when you're applying to something for the city or you're playing for an education um, organization, you need to make sure that you're speaking the language that's on the job description. You're speaking the language that's on uh, the, the company language and not just, you know, I did this for X amount of years in the military yeah. operations, 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 and you know, respect my authority type deal. Yeah. Cause, cause and I've seen people, I have seen people on LinkedIn blow up and like, this is ridiculous. I can't find a job. I was, in, you know, the air force, the army for 20 years, and nobody will even call me back and they'll post their resume on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And people will go, dude, no one can understand what that resume says. Mm -hmm. It's, it's written like a performance report. Right. And so these civilian organizations are going to look at that and sort of be scared. Like, do we have Rambo coming to to apply? Or (laughs) do we have a professional who knows how a civilian organization work? And, and the, and the sad thing is, Those skills are transferable. I mean, they really are operations, management, knowing how to run a business, inventory, um, accounting, all those things that you do in the military, um, scheduling, they transition into just about every field in the civilian world. But you have to make sure your resume reads in a manner that the people who are interviewing um, where it stands out and makes sense to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't get why people would want to copy and paste an embellished bullet anyway. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> did you really save $30,000 over and over again? You know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> but
0: but uh, yeah, for me, um, I think that a tip, what I would give is really look into some of those veteran support organizations yeah, out there. Yeah. There's a lot that I had no idea about, man. If you're looking to be an entrepreneur, Bunker Labs is all over the country. There are great opportunities. Yeah. They have cohort programs. They also just have a bunch of guys getting together, bouncing ideas over some beers. I mean, they got everything in between. Right. Um, and then, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of other programs like four block and stuff like that, where you can just get into the education piece and everything. So there's a ton of stuff out there. A lot of veterans have experienced the transition like Scott has and, and many other different um, experiences that they may have gone through that maybe even Scott didn't go through, you know, that they share and they're willing to um, they're willing to share with, with veterans transitioning. So a lot of stuff out there. And for me also, I just, like I said it before, I don't think there's ever a time where it's just too early Mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. And to start like, Getting ready, it doesn't mean you're selling out on your career. Like, look at those things and you know, lining up. And um, what Frank said was like, hey, he's lining up these certs and all this stuff for later on, but he's gaining also those skills to be able to use every every day as a chief, too. right? Yeah. Right. I mean, those yeah. are, it's, it's, it's doing both. So but lining they, yourself up, yeah, it's important to look at that. And then one more thing, um, I am actively. This is more like a resilience thing. I'm actively separating myself from my position as a chief master sergeant, like every day. Like I'm not thinking, you know what I mean? Because this is what I don't want. In 10 years from now, when I retire at 30 to have a freaking panic attack, at right. 29 and a half years because I'm no longer going to be chief. You know what I mean? Cause I've seen it happen, bro. <laughs> yeah. I've seen yeah. it happen. Yeah. So I'm yeah. already, I'm already just trying to be Joe. I mean, with good good mm-hmm. order and discipline at work, but with myself, you know, I'm trying to you know, keep my first name as much as possible. You know what I mean? While I'm communicating with people. And that's sure. just something sure. that I think is a real important thing that we don't talk about a lot.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, think about it. There's a lot of people that do um have these 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 great careers and they retire with these titles Mm -hmm. and then oftentimes your first position into the civilian workforce it's it can be entry level i mean just that's just the the fact of it right now there are some people that that's that's okay with them Mm -hmm. it's like what was that movie with uh kevin spacey where he's like he apply he wants to apply for a job at the fast food place he's like give me something with no responsibility, you know, <laughs> but they're like, they're like, we're not hiring managers. There's some people that do that. They do their yeah. 20 plus and they're like, I don't want to supervise anybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be responsible. I just want a job working in a, you know, with my hands or whatever. But then there are some of those people that think, Hey, after 20 plus years, I better land that, you know, C level job mm-hmm. and people better respect who I am. And, and mm-hmm. it, 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 they don't know you. It doesn't, it doesn't always right. work that way. You know, it's yeah. funny. will just posted on uh Will Weisenberg just posted um in response to the the facebook i guess yeah. your linkedin picture frank yeah. you put facebook is for show linkedin is for dough
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like it yeah yeah Yeah. for sure yeah i think um yeah that's, that's a lot of great tips man and before we we leave this topic i do think it's real important that um you know uh jason talked about a little bit earlier in in reference to what scott brought out about, you know, not being afraid to transition jobs to another one. If it's just not something that fits or you're passionate about, um, if whether you separate after so many years or you retire, man, you, you've, you've done, you know, uh, plenty of time, in a career field, it's time right now at this point when you're retired specifically to, to look for something that you're passionate about and that you're going to yeah. love to do, right? And That can help yeah. you live to your purpose and meaning. And I think um, that's something that I think that um, a lot of the programs now are asking the veterans as they're transitioning It's like, Hey, what, what's, What's your purpose? You know, what's your you know, like what do you what do you like to do? You know, what I mean, what is it? You know, what matters to you? Because those are important questions too that we just often skip because we're immediately looking into trying to get a paycheck coming in right away, um, mm-hmm. and, and we get and then we feel stuck and doing something we don't really want to. You know,
1: so there's a, there's a lot to come with that as well. Yeah, I think yeah, you know we've been talking about like what what that looks like after twenty years, but like you know for the folks that that aren't gonna do that. You know, doing four to six years in the service, uh, that's a valuable asset too. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And he's like, Man, I'm just gonna do four to six. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as a stepping stone to, to kind of do more yeah. and just be a better person after that. My brother did that. Yeah, you know, he did I think he did six years in uh KC 135 avionics, yeah, and got out, went to school, and it, he's like he told me every time he had a job interview that he had you know, stuff on his resume, but they always keyed on his air force. They're like, Oh, you were in the air force. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Like, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. And he used that as a, you know, as a way to propel his way into the the industry that he's in now. And I think, man, that is, that is so cool. I I love that, that, that that people can key in on that, his service and and the experiences that he was able to pull out of that and how Mm -hmm. they can, Uh, contribute to the organization that he's trying to be a part of. I thought that was awesome.
0: And that's a great conversation starter. And I think that some of us overlook those things too. Like if you join a professional org, that might be a national thing or, you know what I mean? Or if you're, um, uh, maybe it might even be like a college and academic type, um, Mm -hmm. society, whatever, you know, and they might charge you like 60 bucks to join for a lifetime membership. And people like, ah, what am I going to get out of that? It's like, just being able to add that to your resume, you might be interviewed by somebody who's part of that same thing. it just be a discussion point, you know, they build that connection and it's, and that's definitely worth it. So, um, those are some things too, that you might want to look into, to, to help bolster that resume and build that connection with the people that you might be working with. So, sweet man. So, before this becomes a 100% a transition discussion.
1: <laughs>
0: right. right. I'm old ready old. to retire. I'm ready to oh, yeah. retire right now. And mm-hmm. thank you, you for made attending that.
2: this webinar on the <laughs> Transition assistance program. Yeah. Frank doesn't mean area. that.
0: Anybody who might be making decisions about his career <laughs> moving forward, he does not
1: mean that. <laughs>
0: he does not mean that at all. Right?
1: <laughs> You're looking out, Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, so, you know, we're talking about life, learning and leadership and life. We, we typically tie to the R word, the resilience factor, right? And um, and I think there's a lot of, a lot of pieces of that. And I was thinking that maybe you guys could share um, what are some of the habits and routines that you've gained along the way that have helped you um, specifically in our ripe old ages that we're at now to stay healthier, maybe, but in all the facets, you know what I mean. So, Scott, starting with you, man, what, what have you gained along the way that you focus on a little bit more now versus maybe we've, when you were like a 20 year old?
2: Oh man, well, so when you start having kids, that takes a lot of the different lifestyle mm-hmm. choices out of the equation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but honestly, for me, the past I don't know, say five years or so. Uh, it's really been more jumping into my faith, yeah. um, m- more uh, ex- you know, just just kind of reading the Bible and praying and attending church and those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what's grounded me, and and I think with my family and our relationships in the past few years, um, because there was that time, just like all of us, when I was at twenty year old knucklehead mm-hmm. airman and you thought I was invincible and you know thought I could do everything, and yeah. um, but but you know you you end up with injuries and. In, in trouble and stuff like that, but uh, I think for me the past few years it's really been um, part of my resiliency is understanding that no matter what I go through in life, there's something better on the other end. There's there's always that that uh, something something better is coming. Something better is waiting for me. Yeah, that's awesome, Frank. How about you, bro?
1: Um, so we're talking about just habits, right? Yeah, and habits and routines. Think, yeah, and and I think uh, a habit for me that I've been doing for a long time now is, is, uh, learning my body, learning, learning what that looks like as far as what, what my, what a, the best diet possible for me is, yeah. um, you know, and I can see it. You know, if I'm not if I'm not doing right by my body, man, yeah. my jeans are a little tighter. <laughs> a little tighter. You got the stretchy ones. You don't
2: got to stretch. Hey, ones. Hey, <laughs> hey, that could be that could be those squats, man. You your quads
1: and stuff. Yeah. The glutes, the yeah. glutes get a little bit bigger. Yeah. So uh that's a good way. is a good vector check for me to to know whether or not I'm 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 doing right by that. Um uh, so diet but you know, working out to me, is working out where that's my habit in the morning, every, yeah. every morning, as far as Monday through Friday, yeah. I try and hit I, hit, I try and take care of myself by doing a little bit of meditation, a little bit of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I jump into a workout. And if I can get like 10 minutes in the sauna, yeah. uh, that's key for me. Cause then that just feels like that, that, that sets me, that sets me off, sets off my day the right way.
2: So hey, um, so why the sauna for you, Frank, just curious.
1: Because in my mind, I feel like it it <laughs> loosens me up and it's okay. it helps it helps prevent injury. So if oh, I so, jump...
2: so 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 prior to the workout or
1: yeah, prior okay, to okay, the workout, got it, got it, I'll okay. jump in that sauna for so, 10 minutes. Hmm. Um and sometimes I'll meditate in the sauna too, you know. So that's yeah. kind of it's kind of false a there. yeah. 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 yeah don't fall yeah. asleep in the sauna there was a guy in the sauna <laughs> not good. he was like snoring in there i'm like, hey, dude, you can't, you can't, like i don't think he can be sleeping in the sauna dude yeah. yo um, he's cutting yeah, weight so for him a- he could do it man if jesus was
0: able to be on the desert for 40 days he could sleep in the sauna for a little bit okay, you know <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes you know so that, was, that was jesus that was jesus joke. yeah but we're talking about 40 days versus 10 minutes you know 10 minutes <laughs> and you're not even fasting you're just sitting yeah. in a sauna. It's just bring a cheeseburger that, in there that's another <laughs> habit though
1: That's another habit you bring up joe is fasting man i i can't speak about how good fasting is for you um for me i do the intermittent fasting where i don't eat breakfast um i don't eat anything normally past 8 p.m and then i don't eat again till lunch mm-hmm. and my body just responds to that you know what i mean i feel better for that my brain thinks a little bit faster when, when i might when practice that um so those those are good habits for me uh, one one that you guys inspired me to do is read more and, and that's yeah. all and that's all just being a part of you know the circle of friends that I have and and uh, anytime I can pick up a book, I feel like I, I, try, I try to do that and that's a habit that I like to incorporate. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah right now it's it's health and and uh, reading. yeah what about you, Joe?
0: So hey, the sauna question real quick. are you Dasana's open over there?
1: saunas are open
0: oh that's nice oh, yeah. that's
1: nice Sauna never closed yeah yeah oh that's what's yeah. up all right yeah
0: are the saunas hey. not open over there I don't know. I haven't, uh, nothing's stuff. So I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm what's Going back the States. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in California, so that's not the same as the rest of the States. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not like Texas. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know, but we don't, I don't need a sauna. I just step outside and I got one. <laughs> no, hey yeah. Frank, Frank, is yeah. there anything that you're reading right now? Is there anything in particular you're reading right now?
1: uh the kill chain if you guys have okay. heard of that one before yeah. that's I'm, I'm finishing that one up S- scares the hell out of you it scares <laughs> the hell out of you uh brings things in perspective talks about you know how how sometimes how the system works and, and why it's broken and, yeah. and how it's just man there's a lot to it um, yeah probably another episode yeah um, that we could get into mm-hmm. but i want to start i want to start the jack car stuff that's probably my next. Yeah.
0: Thing. That Jack Carr series is, and, and that's, you know, that's a great point, man. I think a lot of people get tied to when they're reading, um, they feel like, no, it's got to always be a development or a leadership book or whatever fiction books, you know, you get into them. Do you learn lessons from those two? Oh, yeah. And you can gain a lot, whether it's vocabulary or just actually some leadership lessons along the way. I mean, there's all kinds of just lessons in there. So Jack Carr. Yeah. Series is awesome. But, um, for me, uh, like I like to run a lot of course and I've been trying to do that more combined with the fasting and it just keeps me in good shape um I like to I think a big thing that I've changed is how much um time I invest in my physical fitness because I realize Mm -hmm. how much that impacts my um my mental and social fitness, to be honest with you, you know, I'm less gripey. <laughs> I, I'm just more clear headed. Um, I feel better about myself. You know, it's just like that, uh, Deion Sanders day, man, you look good. You play good. You, know? <laughs> you look good. You feel good. Right. <laughs> you feel good. You play good. So, um, yeah, I think, um, that's a, that's a big thing for me. And, uh, the fasting thing is, is I do a 16, eight. Is that what you do, Frank? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm doing a 16-8. Yeah, I think I felt good with the sixteen-eight. 8
2: um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a 5.42 my time, so I've been fasting since about 1 o'clock nice nice yeah there's gonna be some good
0: results you're gonna start seeing it immediately Mm -hmm. go look in the mirror right now
2: yeah yeah i had lunch about one so yeah i've been fasting for about four and a half hours almost five hours yet yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's a solid fast man you're gonna see all kinds of autophagy is gonna be great you know (laughs) hey joe joe have you done a 24-hour fast i have and i think the closest i got to was a 22 um, uh-huh. and it was on accident because I was just busy uh-huh. <laughs> and I uh-huh. felt
1: I've actually felt pretty good um did you do a 24? I've done it I do I normally do it a couple of times a year yeah yeah my wife was always worried about me when I do it she's like you look really pale like <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get to a point where you start feeling cold?
2: They're no oh, okay. I
1: get I get dizzy dizzy spells so okay
2: so yeah. I was gonna ask when you fast like if you do a 24 hour are you doing that like Strictly like on a weekend when you don't have to do work or anything like that or no,
1: I cheat. Right. So it's cheating because I feel like you, if you're working, you're yes. not thinking about food. Mm. So, I, okay. you know, for me, it's cheating. Right. Mm. Whereas if I had to do it fast 24 hours on a weekend, mm-hmm. you're thinking about not eating. Right. You're thinking yeah, about yeah. what well, I'm not getting my next meal. So it's it's a little bit harder, I think.
0: I think yeah. it's yeah, cheating. Yeah. I think it's cheat the real cheating is just sleeping the whole day. You know, what I mean <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you're yeah. not worried about yeah. eating. You're really not yeah. Worried about it. Yeah, yeah. You're you're really you fasting twelve hours because you're out twelve of them, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah. I fast every night then. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's why you break your fast in the morning, right? That's right. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, I do the fasting and then I do um Quite a, like i said quite a bit of running and and just like scott i've um, been taking a lot of time with faith um every morning a part of my routine is wake up read scripture and my bible plan and, and doing some praying and um and, and then to get into the exercise something that i've been doing a lot more of because when i was deployed i spent a lot more time running but i'm cutting down my distance running down to about 10k versus like my 10 10 miles or more on a regular basis and doing a lot more strength training with kettlebells and um and, there and, my, go. and my and my straps and my uh, my bands because those bands yeah. are
2: amazing yeah what is that anchors. is that because you're back home now because you you're yeah because you back home yeah
0: yeah it's just easier um, over there it was just a little bit more difficult with my schedule and we do have a gym we did have a pretty solid gym but you know with COVID and everything else I want we had limitations at times so I wanted to make sure that the airmen got the opportunity to go under I had my bands in my room but um, yeah. so yeah now I do a lot more and I you know I couldn't bring my kettlebells over. There, so uh (laughs) it it would it would have been a lot more weight so uh, yeah i'm doing a lot more of that stuff and and you know journaling i know we talk about this some people think it's corny but gratitude journaling i've been doing that i mean my boy tim ferguson shout out to tim um he got me a gratitude journal while i was deployed and i've been religiously in there every day like every day it's written out and i i and it's kind of my way of being grateful for people in my life and everything else but it's literally to me a way i speak to god as well in my journal like when i'm writing it out i'm thanking him um just one-on-one you know so so those are some of the things i do and then the little things you know like you know when they say make your bed man when the admiral said it i've been doing that you know i I wasn't a bed maker back then (laughs) i wasn't a bed maker man i just get out (laughs) start rolling into the day but uh just starting off with those little routines i i'm doing that
1: too I've been uh, to a hospital corner since I was like three. (laughs) My
2: my dad was in the army, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, man, I I just can't imagine a day without making my bed. Even, even when I was like TDY somewhere, staying in a hotel, like I got out of bed, even though, even though I could have somebody come in and make it for me, that was like my thing, right? I'm just, I'm making my bed. Cause you know, a made bed, you sleep so much better in a made bed than you do in a a Mm. messy bed. Mm.
1: oh yeah i'm not making any beds in the hotel no, like, no i nope. make it. i i would no. make it
2: yeah i would make it so, i wouldn't get all fancy with it like they do but you know i would i'd make it
0: so I was actually when I was in quarantine because they couldn't come in and do all that stuff. So I was making my bed and then taking like the stuff and trying to figure out how to make the sash look nice on the bed and stuff. I mean, I was, <laughs> just trying to get creative Joe, every day. Joe man. was leaving himself
2: mints. <laughs> yeah,
0: himself mint. <laughs> I was trying to find something, man, to break up the <laughs> you know, day. Was,
1: were you folding the towels? <laughs> yeah, the yeah.
0: I, I was trying to learn how to do the towel animals. You uh, know, like uh, yeah, making little
1: <laughs> elephants. <laughs>
2: Dang. Like he's in Jamaica or something. Like quarantine life is rough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and then uh yeah and uh, i think the other habits and routines like um is just constantly learning so reading like you guys both said um you know reading quite a bit and i'm I'm more into journal articles and stuff like that i'm trying to learn about new random topics and and then Mm. you know just trying to trying to keep myself fresh on things and i think what's the
2: latest books you guys have read um i'm right now i'm reading sprint Mm. it's um it's by jake knapp it's, okay. a, it's a, it's it's basically, um, how, um, companies and organizations can like jumpstart projects. Okay. So basically they take a five day week and they go from, um, you know, brainstorming to concept, to design, to prototype, to development. And they, and they focus on a, like a five day, it's like a rapid improvement event type deal. Okay. So if it's a project or, or some kind of process you want improved or, or product. So I'm reading that right now, about halfway through that. It just you, it gives just kind of good tips on how to get things organized, so you're not just spinning your wheels over too long of a period of time. Yeah. How'd you how'd you come across that one? I uh, man I, I was reading an article or I saw a video from some company yeah. that said that hey we're this week we're doing a sprint yeah. and I was like they're doing a sprint and then they said yeah if and in the article or it might have been a video I don't recall they they mentioned the book so I just yeah. said all right let me pick it up and so it's mm. it's good it's I think it'd be useful for us to. Get some projects going.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's what's up,
2: Frank. You getting into anything yet?
1: Uh, so before Kill Chain, I was reading uh Twelve Rules for Life, hmm. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Have, oh, you, yeah, have you guys have you guys read that one?
0: I I I, I, tr- I tried to listen to it, but I'll be honest with you, and I don't know. Somebody might be hating on me after I say this. I couldn't listen to Jordan Peterson read an entire <laughs> oh, book, right. so I stopped.
1: Yeah. Man, yeah. I
0: just couldn't. Man, he's
1: <laughs> got a very distinct voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah yeah so i'll be honest the the book is not that not an easy read like yeah you, you know he goes off into this
2: <laughs> he's a teenager.
1: space and i'm yeah. just like yeah. he's, he's the... talking about a, a crab and and i'm just like oh, oh yeah i do remember that and, and, part <laughs> and how that how a crab's genes relate yeah. to like how they're uh I, I don't know it's kind of hard to explain but anyways uh 12 rules for life was was i was reading before kill chain mm. um it's kind of a hard harder book to read that's mm-hmm. why um you know you mentioned it i i think I'm, I'm i'm getting the leadership books are getting kind of stale for me mm-hmm. yeah you know and I, I think i'm ready for some, some sci-fi or you know yeah. fiction. yeah so, you know.
0: yeah yeah i like to. i, do, I like to Switch it up and I keep it uh, more of the entertaining books I'll listen to and the books I mm-hmm. really want to learn something from and write stuff in the book and stuff. I'll actually have uh, a hard copy of those books. Um, the last book that I finished listening to was uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Bomber Mafia. And that, that was a dope book. That was dope, yeah. man. Yeah, it really talks about uh, Lemay and Hansel and how they had some beef back in the day. And I mean, it, it just—it's really cool. And it and and you know, one of the best things about it, I do highly recommend any um, Air Force leaders to to just listen listen to it is good too, because um, you know Gladwell does a really good job. And there's like music in the background and some interviews and stuff like that. You're not going to get that experience from reading it, but um, but I just think that it, it just had there's points where these guys have never flown these things before, but they're going to school to learn how to fly these things. You know what I mean? So, and I was thinking, I was like, what would that be like to actually have to go to a class being taught by people that's, but they've never done it before either. Right. This was like, no, so really it's just a big think tank So everybody's just having discussions and these guys are so passionate about what they're doing that it bleeds into dinner discussions and everything else, you know, and I just found that to be um, such a, such an amazing just time, you know, and it brought a lot to me. So I really uh, enjoyed um, listening to that. Another There's, one. What's up? The, does Malcolm Gladwell have like ties to the air force? uh i don't know man i mean he's malcolm gladwell so he probably knows a lot of people i know that he interviewed right. uh, general Goldfein and a bunch of other people in that um, um in that thing i think he talks about uh somebody in his family yeah um you know, but i think it might have been overseas he wrote too, like, uh right? outliers too though right yeah outliers yeah. is amazing that's actually yeah. my favorite book that he's that he's written yeah and yeah i really enjoyed yeah. that one so i'm a i'm a glad uh malcolm gladwell fan so mm. that that was a good book and then um uh, let's see, I'm I'm right now. I'm reading a fiction tale, right? Uh, I'm reading the Man of Ar- Man of Arms, um, which is written um, by Damn. I'm just oh Stephen Stephen Pressfield, and I, I love his books. So that was a really cool book. So fictional uh, tale, but kind of has historical fiction ties. So I think that's really cool. And um, it's basically a story about this guy who's told by the Romans. Uh, he, and he's just, uh, he's a badass, man. This guy's a warrior and he's basically hired by the Romans to stop um, the apostle Paul from delivering the first, the letter to the Corinthians. Uh, like, so it's like, it's like kind oh, of like, wow. you know, it's kind of like tied all this yeah. stuff together and it's just a really interesting um, uh, story. So I've yeah. been enjoying that as well, but. Sounds just, cool. Yeah. So that's been pretty good. Any, any uh, cool listens that you guys have had lately, Scott? As far as podcasts goes. Yeah. Or- yeah.
2: Yeah. Man, so I'm a, I, I'm a fan of Jerry Dugan's uh, Beyond the Rut, obviously. Yeah. Um, we, Shout we, out to Jerry. Th- yeah, that's that's what gave us our start, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of um, the art of manliness, which mm-hmm. it's, I mean, even though it's geared towards men, there's a lot of yeah. great stuff for, for yeah. men and women. But there's one that uh, I started listening to this morning that came out this week. And it, and it talks about um, basically why we need to get more uncomfortable. Um, because, because, because you know, as the society we've we become soft. You know, yeah. every, everything we do is, you know, every product that comes out nowadays is to like make life easier for us. Who, was who the dude? Who was um, the interview? I'll have to look it up. It's a guy that wrote yeah. a book. Yeah, he wrote I know, I a think, book on it. Yeah, and, uh, and so he's a he's a guest on that on that episode.
0: Yeah, I think <clears> I know who it, you're talking about. I just heard yeah, him on it, on <laughs> Rogan. He was on Rogan also. Uh, okay. My, uh, Michael Easter. That might be it. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So it's like all this technology is here to make our life easier, but in the process we're lazier for it. Yeah. And when you get lazier, you get out of shape and sick. And so, you know, it's important to get back into those, you know, a rugged lifestyle, so to speak, challenging yourself physically and Mm -hmm. mentally and things like that. Yeah. That, that
0: guy actually got me thinking about getting that, uh, well, he was on Rogan and they were talking about how humans we're we're designed like a lot of us say to run, which we are like designed to be able to run. but also mm-hmm. we're designed to carry. We can do we can carry like no, no other you know um, creature on on earth. So that's something that we should like work on and um, to to be able to continue with our athleticism and physical fitness. So they're talking about why rucking is such a great fitness you know like great for fitness and and then they're talking about this one backpack um i forgot who builds it or creates it but it has the the um the thing on the the end so you could just slap a 45 pound you know weight on it and then you can strap it down and go hike and you can put up to 90 pounds on that joint and i was thinking man i need to get one of those because i think that'd be a great workout
2: so they made it easier to carry the weight heavier
0: yeah so it's like a, um <laughs> so so it just makes it easier to put on so that it doesn't give you you know when 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 you're your age scott you know you don't want to just start lugging extra weight around no, no.
2: <laughs> my yeah, so problems so it's michael michael easter yeah and um the book is the comfort crisis yeah is that what you're talking about yeah yep
0: yep so i want to get that actually yeah cause... we gotta we gotta put that in the show notes that'd be good yeah, they spoke a lot, yeah, so. Oh, since you Amen. brought up the show notes, you want to take care of the show notes? That's cool. Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. Done deal. <laughs> Frank, sure. Frank, you listen to anything lately?
1: Uh, You know what's really good is uh, Joe Rogan had Dave Chappelle on.
0: No, oh, that was man. a great episode, Oh, man. my
1: gosh. <laughs> man, you just kind of don't realize how, how smart Dave Chappelle is. How, how smooth he is. is, too, man. How Dang. smooth he is. Man, I'm just like. <laughs> only life experience can teach you to be as he is you know his his perspective and Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. and it was just a great show i I really loved the show um you know he talked about a bunch of stuff and how how covid has affected life and where we're at today and Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of other stuff regarding comedy And he even talked about eddie murphy a little bit which i thought you know anytime i can hear some eddie murphy stories you know i grew up on eddie murphy i'm like I, I remember watching Raw mm-hmm. uh as a kid. I probably shouldn't have been watching it, but <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think the go my, go fa- go. my favorite skit is uh the ice cream one. Mm. Was that was that raw where he, he he has ice cream and he's I got psych some, uh, Yeah, yeah got you some, ain't some, got, yeah. got no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He can't do that uh, no, though. So he that's always a staple he, for he, he, me.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't be able to do that one again. Oh no, <laughs> not, not, there's a
2: lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff people can't do anymore. Yeah, he can, he wouldn't be able to do that one now. You know, <laughs> and,
0: go ahead, Scott.
2: I was gonna say I went to high school with uh, Dave Chappelle.
0: What? I can't. I can't tell if you're I, kidding or not. I, I'm serious. kidding. I'm kidding.
2: But I'm sorry. He is from he is from DC though. Right, so. right, right. Yeah. Which? Yeah, he a small went.
0: City. Well, he means he went to high school, and so did Dave Chappelle.
2: <laughs> in the same
0: city in the same city roughly <laughs> around the same time yeah got it. Got it. yeah that was a good listen man anything yeah, else well, that you got
1: into um so i listened to the daily stoic yeah. you guys listen to that one that's mm-hmm. that's probably a good listen yeah. you're, if you're in a rush normally the episodes are like 8 minutes 10 minutes yeah. and every once in a while they have a longer a longer one
0: yeah
1: and then of course um I, i'm on the crypto buzz know what i mean so i got it (laughs) well i'm 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 thinking about it right i I have a i have a pretty good story where i wanted to get into bitcoin when it was about 10 grand yeah and then Mm -hmm. i was like "Mm, you know it's a lot of money i want to spend 10 grand and now look at it now (laughs) but honestly i feel like cryptocurrency is is probably what uh, future generations will be using that's just kind of my personal opinion I don't take my tip stocks anything yeah yeah. yeah put the disclaimer but, uh, out
0: there scott yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so i listened to a, another podcast it's called uh we study billionaires and these are okay. smart smart dudes that talk about you know economics and oh. and uh how how things are going you know what's really crazy right now is real estate Mm-hmm. real yeah. estate is insane especially in texas because everyone apparently is uh moving to texas Everyone's i guess moving to texas from, yeah. California. Yeah. from california from california because tired of the taxes tired of the laws and all yeah. this yeah. silliness that's gone on over there yeah but uh yeah so, those are kind of the the three of them that i listen to i listen to money i listen to joe rogan yeah. for, for yeah. his comedy yeah. and then uh yeah the yeah. daily stoic
0: Yeah, the last uh, Daily Stoic episode I listened to had Adam Grant on there, and that dude's smart. He's smart. Yeah, Yeah, and that I I think again's on my list, but I listened to the originals, and that was was a great, great one. And he was awesome on the Daily Stoic with Ryan Holiday.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to read some of those books there, Joe.
0: Yeah, they should be there uh, pretty soon. They should be there next week, I think. Right on.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, man. So, Hey, so you guys working on anything right now, like uh, any improvement or anything like that you got going on? Cause I know everybody's all schooled out. (laughs)
2: I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually working on i I'm starting up again in June, a a Mm. certificate in adult education, corporate training, right? Um, Something I started a while while back. um, And then took a break. So I got uh, two or three classes. I got to finish up. So doing that. And then, um, uh, where i work at we're looking at doing some six sigma stuff so i'm looking at probably getting a certification of that as well so
1: yeah oh, nice nice yeah. Uh, uh, how about i'm not working on anything right now i'm forecasting to uh get into theory of constraints i don't know if you guys have heard that before mm-hmm. Theory of constraints um this summer they uh AFIT just just had released some school some classes that they have so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna log on to that and, and hopefully uh, uh kind of explore that avenue Um, the first time i was exposed to theory of constraints was when i was at tinker air force base Mm. and and you know they have what's called industry industrial engineers you guys have heard of that Mm -hmm. yeah so these are these are folks that are uh they specialize in pretty much you know widgets and processes and how to streamline the the time that it takes to make this widget and, mm-hmm. and then these industrial engineers they'll 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 break down each part of the process to make sure that everything is as efficient as possible mm-hmm. uh, and that's all theory of constraint stuff and, and i feel like man if i can add that to my to my repertoire yeah uh, <laughs> i love uh, that
0: accent it was dope yeah.
1: Repertoire,
0: repertoire. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i'm also doing i'm also doing a little bit of french
1: french yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. spanish <laughs> yeah. But actually that's a good that's a good point good segue is uh this language mm-hmm. it's, that's on my bucket list of things that yeah. i really want to yeah. i want to learn another language i'm right now i just speak english right and i yeah. speak some spanglish but, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> i, I want to learn another language yeah. and it's been a shame that i've been to these countries and i haven't picked up the languages, you know, I I've been to Germany. I didn't yeah. learn German other than just the normal I don't order
2: food. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And well, that's a tough language,
0: man. <laughs> I try uh, I try to pick it up. It was tough. Even even some of the simple terms, man. It's hard to say excuse me in German. Yeah. It's rough. <laughs> uh, Do you but, speak uh, Korean, Joe? Uh, a little bit, and then um, my girls got me watching the startup on uh, Netflix, which is a Korean drama, and I've been w- w- watching it with the uh, with the with the subtitles on. So it's, uh-huh. it's bringing it back to me. It's bringing it back, bro. It's bringing it back. So so when I so when I get back out there, uh, you know, I, hopefully I, I'll, I'll be a little bit better than I was last time. But so, I, left, I
1: left so early that
0: I just I lost a lot of it.
1: So when you I don't know what your experience are. It's like when you come, when you go to Korea, you know, they, when your people, right. When Mexicans talk to me, they're like, Oh, you know, habla español," and I'm yeah. like, no, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. You know, like, and then they have this shame on their yeah. face. Yeah. So a like, look yeah. of complete disappointment. I'm just yeah. like, I get oh that every gosh. time. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so that's a little bit of an inspiration for me. Like yeah. you know, I want to be able to have that conversation when yeah. that person does speak Spanish to me. Yeah. 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 But they'll be able to tell that you relearned
0: it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. you learn
2: like the more the more European uh, style I, of Spanish. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like we don't really say that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's papago Spanish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so um yeah I'm, I'm doing this uh leadership coaching certification that uh right uh through brand resilience
2: builder oh no no no, okay.
0: no yeah just leadership coaching i want to i'm starting that next i'm actually got an email from um our friend todd simmons shout out to yeah. todd uh what the courageous leadership alliance they they lined up with the um resilience Builder resilience building leader program and mm-hmm. um i think that's just that's just awesome It's right down my alley. And they they got this whole thing with AF cool. So um, that's the next thing on the books. And and we're looking at getting Todd on the show, right? Yep. Yep. Todd will be on the show soon. And we'll talk about all kinds of great stuff. And he's doing some amazing stuff over there. Um, But yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking at. Um, And then in between, I'm just trying to pick up some other just random skills like um, Jerry, our buddy, Jerry, Ninja skills, little, yeah. Taught us a little bit more Runtug about audio, <laughs> yeah. That all those things. skills, <laughs> but yeah. Jerry taught us. Food, Tina. <laughs> Jerry taught us a little bit more about the audio uh, engineering. <laughs> so I, I've, I've been I've trying to look into some more of the audio engineering stuff because just to make to what we're doing, you know, investing yeah. in what we're doing a little bit more. So um so shout out to to Jerry for that because it's definitely helped quite a bit. So yeah, I'm jumping into that, but you know, always trying to learn something new. So Yeah,
2: speaking it. of you you kind of mentioned investing, you know, this is what the what
0: was that? That, was, that sounded like a little human. I don't know. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't in my
2: house.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's my little girl. She's yeah. Right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: That's what happens when you have the uh, the noise the noise uh, cancellation headphones. You don't yeah. hear anything going on in the house. You hear it through the headphones. No, I was gonna say. So we this is like honestly, this is a labor of love for us, right? We do mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of time goes into this, and um, but one of the things that we want to start looking into to sort of help offset the cost of zoom accounts and webpage accounts and mm-hmm. all of that stuff is, is and maybe look at sponsorships and, yeah. and, uh, have different, you know, uh, organizations or different individuals, whoever wants to sponsor us. So, um, we'll, we'll look at, uh, putting some of that information out if, so if someone has a small business and they want to get the word out about it and, or our project or program, let us know. And we can talk about having a, a sponsorship opportunity on the, on the llama lounge podcast. That it. was so Absolutely. smooth,
0: Scott. That was so smooth. How, that was like <laughs> an, ad that without, without yeah. an ad without without an ad. Yeah,
2: man. I I know I know how to write transition sentences. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, man. So
0: all, all all these airmen out here talking about, we should go to to uh, to narratives. We 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 are terrible at writing narratives in the force, <laughs> and we are terrible <laughs> at transitions. So when y'all you know when we're in Airman Leadership School and everybody thought it was BS to learn how to write these things with your main points and have your transitions, well that's that's paying us all back now. All those people didn't take that seriously <laughs> because I tell you what you learn how to write that way and you're going to be clear, concise, and everybody's going to know what you're talking about, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're actually yeah. work through it. And yeah, so yeah, please. Please everybody take an English class. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that, that that was my advertisement,
2: but <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah. So, so when you're ready to transition to, mm-hmm. to uh, civilian life, yeah. it helps to yeah. actually know how to write out sentences. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Lucid sentences that <laughs> <laughs> you'll understand <laughs> but um hey so w- transitioning to this you know we, we talk a little bit about life we talk a little bit about learning hey i wanted to um transition to to the leadership piece and i wanted to read something to you guys and get your point your view on this so i was i found this article and it's a pretty, smooth so, transition yeah, 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 smooth. Th- thank you thank you um and this uh this article is titled this one leadership quality will make or break you right And um, I'm just going to read the first paragraph and so see what you guys think. One of the most often overlooked aspects of leadership is a need for pursuit. Great leaders are never satisfied with traditional practice, static thinking, conventional wisdom, or common performance. In fact, the best leaders are simply uncomfortable with anything that embraces the status quo. Leadership is pursuit pursuit of excellence of elegance of truth of what's next of what if of change of value of results of relationships of service of knowledge and of something bigger than yourself what do you guys think about that
1: yes yeah (laughs) so so
2: so did i did i hear did i hear you right that it said they're they stay away from that they stay away from the pursuit of that
0: no that they are looking for the pursuit of that
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. 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 Cool. We've, we've talked about this before and, and I, I've put a diagram out a while back and maybe it's mm-hmm. something we'll put in a book sometime. Mm-hmm. But I, I look at uh, management with, I think management is super important. We have to yeah. have good management. Mm-hmm. I think management is about taking care of everything that's inside of a box, mm-hmm. right? You, ha- you have a box. You want to make sure your deadlines are met. Projects are on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's dots, you know, I's are dotted, T's are crossed. Um, everything in that box is good to go, packaged, nice and neat but leadership is outside that box Mm -hmm. or, or making that box bigger. How do, how do we take this already good product, this already good service, and how do we make it even better? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, yeah, because if you're not looking at stuff like that, then you're not Mm -hmm. leading anybody anywhere. You're just managing them where they're at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what I was thinking about was like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent believer in this because leadership is about being able to um, lead people through change. Right. And positive change. But there is this school of thought that says we could change too often, too fast. Oh, sure. You know, what and, I mean? for the,
2: and, and just for the sake of changing.
0: Right. And that's what I was thinking was sometimes when, because um, I, I believe, man, to me, leadership is about being a disruptor and, um, you know, looking for those opportunities to change the status quo. But um, but yeah, there is that, like, there's that balance, right, of, of going yeah. a little bit overboard, changing too much, too fast, especially if you have a large organization, man, changing too much, too fast. You got, nobody will be able to keep up. Right, we right. keep up yeah and what
2: are, and I've always looked at it like y- you want to promote culture shift mm-hmm. but not culture shock mm-hmm. right so if you're always coming up with mm-hmm. something new people can't keep up they they don't they don't know what the priority is um, yeah. so there's you got to be smart about uh, enacting any type of change that takes place
0: yeah how hey, are your thoughts Frank this mm. is this this one's funny it says uh, the best leader is simply uncomfortable with anything that embraces the status quo (laughs) and when i think of that dude i think of frankie z man
1: (laughs) 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 that that sentence alone (laughs) yeah uh well that's a compliment joe yeah 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 absolutely uh a couple Ah. things come to mind a couple things come to mind uh one uh you know the saying in in jujitsu is, Os. is is oh right yeah so it's oh, so a shout out to talking about jiu-jitsu bro there's, a, there's a fight tonight too isn't it
0: there's a fight tonight it's, it's yeah. going on right now nice yes.
2: yeah nice we did uh, it again
1: <laughs> when you have this 250 pound dude on you and mm-hmm. you're on the bottom of it you know what I mean you you, you figure out how to get comfortable there yeah. yeah even though that guy who's on top of you his mission is to make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. and and when you get uncomfortable uh you panic you start you you panic right Mm -hmm. and so in in jujitsu you learn to just get you learn to get comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um and so there's a lot of parallels there to to leadership and and it's it's kind of one of those reasons why i love doing jujitsu it kicks your butt um, really tests your limits right um both mentally and physically Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when we, th- when we also think about change management, um, I had a brainstorming session in my organization probably about three months ago, and we had to figure out how we wanted to use some of our innovation funds, yeah. um, because email just doesn't work. are like, Hey, we got, this no. mo- we got, we got money. You guys send me your ideas via email and, yeah. and you know what we get, we get zero, <laughs> we get nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, we're going to bring everybody in right? We're going to bring everybody in. And I had to, I had to figure out how to do a brainstorming session. So there's a good organization called IDEO. Mm. Uh, I was, I was introduced to that, to that organization when I was going through my MBA program and basically IDEO is basic. They're, they're a company that, that does brainstorming and change and continuous process improvement for other organizations like, you know, the fortune 500 companies and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, in that brainstorming session, I had to figure out that we were we were automatically shutting each other down. Like, hey, here's this idea. And they're like, no, it's never going to work or not. So so you have you have to set these rules in the brainstorming session to say, all right, you're not allowed to Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to talk over somebody. You're not allowed to shoot someone else's idea down. So (laughs) and that is unbelievably hard. Yeah. Even yeah. though I consider myself to say, "Hey, I'm, I'm I always like to go against the grain, or I like to play the devil's advocate, or whatever that is," mm-hmm. I, I find myself doing it too. You know, it's right. easy to it's easy to say no. It's it's hard to be creative. Um, so yeah, I think I think that philosophy that you you were talking about, Joe, it it's it sounds great on paper, man, but it's right. it's so it's hard to do. You know, yeah. it's very hard to do. Yeah,
2: Frank, right. get sprint. Yeah. That book, they talk about that. It, okay. Oh, dude, I totally yeah, forgot yeah. about what you're talking about. I was like, you're talking about the phone service. He's in Korea. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs>
1: okay. no, no, no,
0: I,
2: know no, no. I like so, so yeah. So so it it gives it, it breaks down how that process should work. Where mm-hmm. there 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 are moments where no one's speaking, mm-hmm. everyone's mm-hmm. doing their own thing, and then they put their stuff up on the board, and then one by one, each person gets to go up and make notes, and that you know. But there's no back and forth arguing, complaining or anything like that. It's, it's sort of laid out on how that process should work. Yeah, and then there's yeah. some democracy involved where they get to vote on you yeah. know, different projects. It, it, I, I'm looking forward to utilizing, uh, once I finish that book, you, using yeah. some of that stuff. Uh, yeah.
1: Joe, you should try it, man. If you haven't yeah. done a brainstorming organi- yeah. session in your organization, yeah. do it um, because you learn a lot. You learn a yeah. lot about your people. And then your people also learn a lot about themselves because yeah. they're like, Oh man, I'm, I'm shutting this idea yeah. down. Yeah. Even no, though it's, awesome. even though it's probably a dumb idea, right? Yeah. It's probably yeah. a dumb yeah. idea, <laughs> but, but you gotta get all the, all the ideas up there. Yeah. And then you figure out what sticks, right? right? Because if all we do is mm-hmm. shut everybody down every time they have this idea, mm-hmm. then we can never be innovative. Yeah. And, and you, it just drives me nuts.
2: Frank, do you ever see yourself challenged with, so are, during the session, are you a facilitator? Or are you sort of uh, a participant in it? No,
1: I'm a facilitator. And and basically, what I
2: do, you ever see yourself having trouble like not throwing your opinion in?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's the challenge, right? But you figure, you know, as a leader, you know, Joe kind of hit it on the head is you're just training your replacements, you know what I mean? And and it's easy for me to get in there and do it because I, I know how I like to see it and I know how I want it. But, uh, you know, I, I try and stand back and let these, these, this next generation leaders do it themselves. And, and ultimately they probably come up with a better idea than I had anyways. Yeah. 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 That whole thing that you just talked about how difficult
0: that is. I remember going through some CPIs events, right. Some rapid improvement events. And, uh, yeah, man, I just remember like it's such simple instructions. Like, Hey, we're just going to go from, don't jump to the, don't, don't jump to the solution. Right. We're just going to go from here and here. It's like, everybody breaks that dang rule. You know, every single yeah. person, you're like, yo, what were the rules? <laughs> don't, don't just, you know, it's just funny that it's so difficult, those simple things, but um, yeah, I think that'd be cool. And I'd, we definitely got to add that. Book to the yeah to the notes because hey of,
2: I'm uh, I'm monitoring the comments a little bit and uh, yeah. I see Jason Barrett uh, just posted he said the best part of that paragraph is leaders steer from the status quo mm-hmm. military leaders can feel pressured to promote and defend the status quo so some leaders find themselves out on a thin branch mm-hmm. which can be very uncomfortable exactly where a good leader will thrive yeah yeah thanks thanks Jason
0: yeah, yeah. and you know what that's that's the cool thing that um I wanted to kind of wrap this up with you guys on is being okay. And this is life learning and leadership. This is all of it, right? Sure. Finding ways to be uncomfortable, comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And and Frank just talked about a lot with the jujitsu scenario, which is an amazing one. But I don't think that there's enough uh, deliberate and intentional you know, time. People aren't putting that investment in on a regular basis. And that book that um, Scott, you brought up, you know, the guy was yeah. talking about the same thing, the Cause crisis it could, comfort, right. Cause it could be
2: comfort crisis. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: comfort crisis. Right. Cause we're designed to try to find ways to be comforted <laughs> just be comfortable. Right. Uh, but like to go outside of that, you know, deliberately putting yourself in that situation, that's where the growth lies and whether it's sure. in a leadership perspective or if it's, you know, physical fitness, all that stuff works together. It's interdependent, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interdependent. So what are some things that you guys, um, have been doing that we haven't you know talked about already that like that because you don't get to where you guys have got you without doing that you know like putting yourself in that situation even though you don't want to you're like I don't want to go do this but but I know that <laughs> there's value here to go do that uh, what are some things that like maybe in your life or that you've done recently or you know in the past that you've done that you've purposely put yourself into that uncomfortable situation for growth
2: I'll say, uh, like just recently, not for necessarily uh, physical discomfort, mm-hmm. but um, like that that cert- certificate that I was talking about. Yeah. So the the organization I'm going through offers several different certificates, and one of them is a leadership certificate. Hmm. And for me, I looked at the the curriculum. I'm like, yeah. oh, that would be easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I have a master's famous, degree. in
0: Famous in, last words. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I have a master's degree in organizational leadership. I've probably taken similar classes. I've been studying it for a while, but then I really wanted to, I thought, okay, that might be a little too easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so I'm looking back at this, this, uh, adult education, corporate training one, mm-hmm. and it's not terribly hard, but it's not the easier route. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a, the, the work is a little bit more challenging. You're learning about, behavioral modification and theory and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um and so for me that's that's pretty uh, a pretty recent one yeah yeah how
1: about you frank uh for me it feels like you know it's not necessarily any credentials but it's the it's the opportunities that come your way or that get offered to you Mm -hmm. you know um i have to discern which one of those i'm going to say no to yeah
2: because
1: each of each of those opportunities have a time commitment to them and, uh, you know, if I sign myself up to it, I want to be 100% committed to it. Yeah. Um, so so um, there's been a lot of those different opportunities. I can't name one specific thing mm-hmm. um, that, that I've attached myself to, um, but probably more one that's mo- most notable in the last year is, is I've been teaching a lot of emotional intelligence here on, mm-hmm. on Osan. Yeah. right and so um there's just a there's an appetite for for folks to learn more about uh, emotional intelligence yeah so i've been i've I've taken what i've learned i've i've gotten i've fine-tuned this powerpoint to where i feel like it kind of gets the essence of what emotional intelligence is and and i'm happy to share that with others Mm -hmm. Uh, and and others have come up and they said hey i'd love to be an instructor so right now there's just no there's no resources for it. The Air Force, I think, is finally catching on to it where they're starting to figure out how to invest in emotional intelligence. And yeah. we've also seen it come out in, in the new feedback forms and yeah. airman leadership qualities. So we, yeah. we figure out how we can leverage that uh, that emotional intelligence concept. Um, that's kind of what I've been getting myself into. Uh, it's It's a little bit of a time commitment, but I enjoy doing it. Um, so maybe that's cheating a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Joe? Uh, so I try to do a lot of small things every day, but like I've been, been eating glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I sleep on a bed of nails. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Try to stay uncomfortable. I try to stay uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, um doing some more, uh, some more difficult runs like for the physical piece, like putting on the, um, the weight vest and doing some of that a little bit more.
1: Hey, real quick, Joe, how does how do your knees hold up? You know, you do a lot of running. <laughs> they're good. Hold- yeah,
0: they're good. Yeah, I know I, people ask me that a lot, but every now and then I might get a little bit, you know, you feel that little bit of swelling from a long, long run, but it usually mm-hmm. goes down pretty quick. Um, a lot of stretching, the massage gun, quite a bit. And also I think just the fact that I stay light now with the fasting and the running that, you know, that, that, that extra weight, I mean, whether it's only 10 or 20 pounds, you know, that's yeah, a big, big difference. Deal. Yeah. I think yeah. my frame is really built for a certain weight. And when it went over, that's when I had all kinds of problems with ankles, knees, and hips. So i um, staying, staying slim really helps with my, uh, with my knees. Um, my hips stay tight. So I constantly got to stretch those out, but the massage mm-hmm. gun is, is just amazing. But yeah, doing some running and then, um, the other things too, man, it's a lot of times it's small, you know, you get an opportunity every day. Like the other day, um, somebody asked me if we can redo, um, redo a recording I did with them on something, you know? And I was thinking, man, it'd be easier just to cut that whole piece out that they didn't really like. And, <laughs> and it'd be fine. You know, it'd be fine. But I was like, you know what? I might be able to stitch that together. You know what I mean? Like, like let's, let's see if we can do that, you know, and there's going to be a more of an investment in time, but let's figure it out. So it's those like little, you know, those opportunities where I feel like I don't want to do it. Then I'm like, all right, I guess that means we got to do it. So yeah, um, yeah whenever those arise um, I try to be more uh, mindful of those situations and just put myself in the situation where I can go ahead and i um, just take on the harder route, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, right now i'm infatuated with uh golf mm. yeah that infatu- would be miserable for me i <laughs> i'm infatuated that sport because i suck so bad at it me too man you yeah. know but it's, it's humbling it's, sport. Uh, <laughs> it's it is it, yeah. it's it's uh but it's i got the bug man and mm-hmm. i'm just trying to figure out how to beat that sport and that really it's not about beating the course yeah. it's about figuring out like how to get past your own mental psyche. yeah like because you think oh I'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna freaking slice this ball this is yeah. gonna go in the lake right yeah. but you have to get past that you can, yeah. you can make a good shot and yeah. again just like jujitsu, just a lot of parallels in there yeah. uh, that that uh, I think are relevant
0: yeah I mean like the just the the amount you just make a little mistake to so left or right, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just, you know, it's just, there's not a lot of room for error in there. It's so slim that when you're, mm-hmm. when you are but then when you hit that perfect, which happens once every, like, you know, couple, <laughs> couple times out for me, no. you know, no.
1: <laughs> that no, one I time is good. <laughs> I call that the golf God right <laughs> yeah you know, like oh they're gonna bring you back you can spend more money here he, yeah. that means you need a new club you know what I mean yeah, so yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah that, that's the, great too
2: the last time I golfed is when we did that tournament at Travis Joe and I don't yeah. even think I really golf I think I just drove the golf cart most of the time mm-hmm. what, was that the one where
0: we like hit the balls with the shovels and stuff, or is that no different? no
2: it okay. was I don't even know who was on the team it was oh. me and you and yeah I don't remember it was yeah. 30
1: years ago. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago.
0: See. Yeah. Frank, you remember that one? I don't know if you were there. I think it was uh, uh, Colonel Eichner's going away. Uh, we had that special golf out there, and then all the holes had a different thing. Like one of them, you yeah. had to hit it with a shovel. The other one, mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> that, that was some good stuff. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah.
2: No, the one we did was a, like a fundraiser or something or top three or hmm. chief's group thing or something. Okay. Uh was, was it fun? I don't golf.
0: <laughs> so you it sounds like you need to go do it some more because yeah i just need something a, uncomfortable you get uncomfortable yeah yeah you get uncomfortable like, yeah yeah so so speaking of uncomfortable we're always never too comfortable doing these facebook lives but we appreciate the one person that tunes in and, and checks us out <laughs> <laughs> and uh want to say thank you for everybody who tuned in and made comments um on the page and uh if we haven't if we didn't respond to your comment we'll make sure scott will go back afterwards and respond to every single one so we really appreciate appreciate y'all and the show notes and the show maybe, notes.
2: maybe tomorrow after the fights yeah there you the go fight's on right now yeah
0: <laughs> but oh. man thanks guys man it was great seeing y'all again and um yeah man, absolutely episode 100 we got to 100, man, somehow without killing each other. It's been awesome. Yeah. Well,
2: I think the, the separation helps the yeah. distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we we're, were in the same room every week yeah. doing this. Yeah,
0: yeah. You so want us to be in the same time zone, but I think it's actually <laughs> helped our marriage. <laughs> that we're works all over the world. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but cool. yeah, so, so all our listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in once again. As always, be safe, stay healthy, and the llamas are out.
2: Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Llama Lounge Podcast. Be sure to visit the homepage for links to products and services related to this episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. See you next time.